Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So as we know, there's going to be testimony on the Hill today in the House of Representatives. It's the Commerce Committee, and this is about TikTok. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. TikTok, the app that your kids use, the app that you may use, people are making crazy money on TikTok, but it's owned by a company called ByteDance, and that company is with China. So is TikTok a threat to national security considering how many phones that it's on, how many users that it has, and the amount of information it can scrape on a daily basis? This is a conversation not about trying to put people out of business, but whether or not we can actually trust TikTok themselves. Jake Denton joins me right now, research associate in the Tech Policy Center at the Heritage Foundation, D-E-N-T-O-N. Actually, on the Hill, I was able to catch up with Jake before the hearings uh, began. And this, what we're hearing and what we're going to be hearing from the CEO of TikTok, what is TikTok's position and what will be the Commerce Committee's position? Yeah, so I actually just stepped out of the line to give you this call. But, uh, you know, it's a huge turnout. TikTok flew in all sorts of influencers, you know, users of the application to come and demonstrate in favor of TikTok. And so we at the Heritage Foundation assembled, you know, a counter group. We're all wearing banned TikTok shirts and we're in the hearing room as well. Um, But, you know, really what this all boils down to is the American people and our lawmakers are well aware that this is a preeminent threat to our national security and the minds of our children. And, you know, frankly, TikTok has not done enough to answer the the outstanding questions that we have on the control from the CCP, uh, the the access that China has to our user data, and the types of content that they're pushing on us. And so the Commerce Committee today is basically giving them one last shot. They can answer these questions, or it seems like we're going to move forward with this ban, which is absolutely what needs to be done. Let's start with a, a, a baseline here. What is the question that the TikTok CEO uh, won't answer. Yeah, so, you know, all of this stems around their relationship with the Chinese Communist Party, right? ByteDance is a China-based company, and they prop up, you know, TikTok in the United States as a standalone entity, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Just because they have a headquarters in Los Angeles um, does not mean that they're answering to, you know, executives in L.A. They're actually still taking orders from Beijing. And I think we've seen this play out through various reports from Forbes and other outlets uh, that basically highlight internal conversations in Beijing, uh, talking about how they have access to American data. And so every time they get behind the uh, you know, podium, give a press conference, they lie to us. They tell us that that isn't true. And so this is one chance for the TikTok CEO to be under oath and clarify this issue, give us you know, some form of uh, certainty whether or not they actually are accessing user data. Um, if that answer is yes, uh, you know, obviously it's a ban. And if the answer is no, we still have to assume basically that they're lying to us because they've been lying to us for the last two years. Talking to Jake Denton of the Heritage Foundation Research Associate in the Tech Policy Center there on Capitol Hill for these TikTok hearings. 
assuming that they're lying to us is everything. And this, of course, is where politics comes into play because people on the political right truly understand the depths and depravity of communism. And on the political left, you have Congressman Jamal Bowman saying the problem is Republicans don't have any swag and that TikTok is no worse than Facebook or Twitter or or any others. Is Jamal Bowman right or wrong on that? Uh, well, you know, it couldn't be uh, a more outrageous statement to give, uh, you know, as we approach this hearing date, probably the biggest spectacle of the year, potentially, and one of the biggest national security threats we're facing. And for him to just gather around with a bunch of teenagers that TikTok's lobbyists have flown in from across the country and, you know, give that type of statement as, you know, his peers are trying to have like a, a legitimate conversation on the national security implications of this application. It's absolutely insane, uh, you know, to go up there and just say we don't have any swag. Uh, you know, these are elected officials who are trying to lead the country. Uh, they're not concerned about swag or, you know, a dancing application targeted towards children. Um, they're trying to, you know, protect us. And that's what this all comes down to. They're living on two different planets. He's more focused on being a celebrity. Uh, you know, our people are a little more focused on leading and protecting us. The by the way, when he says swag, he, I think he means swagger. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Representative Jamal Bowman uh, means. The uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the CEO of TikTok, and, and, and I apologize. But one of the things that he has stated is, look, I've already said that we can make this very, very palatable uh, for anybody who has an issue with our ownership, and we can keep all of the data on servers based out of Oracle. U.S. company, U.S. servers, and that will solve the problem. Does it solve the problem? No, and we've known this for quite some time. They've spent millions and millions of dollars lobbying us, trying to get us to believe in this really cleverly crafted uh, press statement that they've cra- you know, put out there um, that says uh, we'll have total security, China won't retain uh, access to the data. Uh, but it just is you know, to totally ignore the fundamental realities of China's, you know, presence here in the United States. Uh, with Huawei, they have, you know, supposedly a separate entity in the United States, but their agents are still sending things back. Just a couple of months ago, Merrick Garland hosted a press conference uh, indicting, you know, several Huawei agents for sending U.S. data back to China. And so to act as though there is no way for China to still harvest this data is comical. Um, it couldn't be further from the truth. And, you know, he can get up there and he can double down on this statement. But if that's their their path forward on this, they've got to go for the ban. Now, this ban, we should never be so glib about it because the content creator, Jake, they've got a real argument. Hey, we didn't do anything wrong. I've got a a user base of 840,000 people on here. I'm bringing in $32,000 a month or $3 million a year, whatever the case may be. We're talking about real numbers. And for small businesses, we're talking about a lifeline to their advertising. And here is a conversation about ending that. So is this about an outright ban on TikTok in the United States Or is this about the concept of a forced sale and a true tearing apart, a tearing away from any connection to China? Well, the only solution here is an outright ban. A forced sale uh, basically continues to perpetuate the exact same security concerns that we currently have. And the reason that is, is this is not the playful application that it presents itself as. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's a weapon. This isn't, you know, just because it has silly colors and people do funny dances doesn't mean this is a lighthearted application. The security implications are, you know, uh, just staggering. What they can actually accomplish with this app, you know, uh, that's supposedly just a a social media platform 
uh, could legitimately destabilize us in a multitude of ways. And we can't allow for that to persist. We, you know, as a serious country, have to take action when we're presented with this type of information. Um, and that's what, you know, it looks like our lawmakers are intending to do here. And so, you know, settling at a forced sale is a quasi-solution. We'll find ourselves two years down the road wishing we had taken yeah. the moment to actually go forward with the ban. Jake, I'm going to ask you now to give how that works. When you discuss this as a threat that isn't solved with just a sale, what is that threat? And then why is the threat not equalized by a Facebook or a Twitter, et cetera? So first, first off, the propaganda effort that they're, they're launching here, it's all enabled by their algorithm. There's a unique type of uh, information that they have on each individual user. And they're able to cater messaging that uh, really can capture their, their free will and use it against them. They think they're in control, but they're really being pushed propaganda. That's a huge threat to our kids. Uh, they could grow up hating their country just because of this application feeding them content. And secondly, and you know, one of the ones that's most common here is the data concern. They're able to harvest all sorts of sensitive data that you maybe don't realize they're doing in the background. So your geolocation, your keystrokes. Um, if you use a password manager, uh, right, those depend all on clipboards. If you copy those passwords over, even if it's only running in the background, they have that data. You know, you could just uh, think you're logging into your bank account and be none the wiser. Um, and now it's logged to your TikTok profile. Those are all things that are happening. And, you know, our consumers are left incredibly vulnerable here and our national security is left vulnerable. But I make the argument, I'm making their argument, right? I'm, I'm playing the devil's advocate here that shouldn't a sale to Elon Musk solve that problem? Doesn't it solve the problem of being fed content that is meant to destabilize a nation or being able to steal uh, passwords, which, my God, Facebook is listening to you. So uh, uh, how, is it, how is it really and truly different, and why can't it just be in American hands and be fine? So this is a, force, or this is a foreign adversary, right? And in the instance of a forced sale, um, the U.S. company that acquires this would be taking over all of the IP, all of the code, everything, and the value of this application is the algorithm. It gives, you know, such a curated type of content stream. Um, and what that does is it enables China to continue to manipulate the algorithm. Because no company would buy this thing and then scrap the algorithm. That's where the, all of the value for this purchase comes from. And so looking at the horizon here, what does it mean for a U.S. company to own the app? Well, it means that essentially all of the same data will be collected. It'll just be stored on a U.S. company server. The exact same algorithmic vulnerabilities that we're facing today will persist. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we're just depending on a U.S. company putting up sufficient shields um, to, you know, block this when they're incentivized to maintain every aspect that we're concerned about based off their uh, market dominance, we're going to find ourselves in a very tricky situation where one of these U.S. companies is propping up another uh, Chinese tool. Before I let you go, and I know that you're you're up against it, you gotta get back into uh, all the hearings that have been going on today. When some U.S. company figures out that algorithm and makes their own with that algorithm, we should be opposed to that as well. So you know the the real concern here with this type of algorithm is the power that it gives to the foreign adversary, in this case China, um, and it's they're able to basically pump all sorts of content to our kids and we have no oversight over them because they're a Chinese company. We can't really do anything as, uh, you know, uh, in the sense of a lawmaker's uh, capacity. So, you know, Facebook, if they were to do this type of thing, we could pull them into a hearing. We could subpoena all sorts of information. There's no public disclosures from TikTok. The only reason we even know how many users they have is because they've come out and said it. 
uh, Facebook, right, because they're a publicly traded company, has to report all these different things. And we have a lot more power over them. Um, but you're absolutely right. When, you know, the, when we finish this TikTok battle, we need to have a very serious conversation about the future of social media and what it's doing to our kids, because this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we're headed down a very dark path with these apps. Jake Denton from the Heritage Foundation, uh, heritage.org, research associate in the Tech Policy Center. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. There is much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz.